When the original Taurus came out in 1986, it set the market on fire. It represented a new type of family sedan in the American market. In 1992, Ford redesigned the Taurus, which went on to become the best-selling car in the American market. But then, in 1996, Ford redesigned the Taurus again, and this time, they broke it. They went with a swoopy oval design that diminished the functionality of the car and actually made it look smaller than it was. Sales and the reputation of the car dropped dramatically, so much so that when Ford replaced it, it dropped the Taurus name and called it the 500. But then Ford's new CEO, Alan Mulally, felt it was a mistake to walk away from so much brand equity and revive the name. But that was just a name change. Now, Ford has completely redesigned the Taurus. But can the new design revive the magic of the original? Well, to get an answer to that, I've asked three key people on the program to join me here today. Mike Crowley is in charge of marketing the Taurus. Earl Lucas did the exterior design of the car, and Lon Zabak did the interior. If you'd like to get a better understanding of what the new Taurus is all about, don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment. Visit our website for even more great content all week long. AutoLine Daily, John's Journal, podcasts, and even more. So click over and get your all-access pass to the automotive industry at AutoLineDetroit.tv. From our studios in the Motor City, this is AutoLine. Here now is John McElroy. Welcome to our discussion today, talking all about the brand new Ford Taurus with Lon Zabak, the head of interior design on the car, Earl Lucas, who did the exterior design of the car, and Mike Crowley, whose job is to sell these things or market them so they will be sold. Great having you all here at AutoLine Detroit. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Earl, I want to start with you because yes. there's a, a history of Taurus that the general public already knows about. The original one that came out in 86 that was such a, a trendsetter at the Without time. Then it went through a little bit of an evolutionary design, still went on to become the best-selling car in America. Then it went with the ovoid, oval kind of look, and, and it sort of fell flat on its face. Yeah. When you sat down to really start designing the new car, the one that's out now, what did you want this styling to say to the public that's already trained on to expect what a Taurus should look like? Well, I, I think, John, you hit on it. The Taurus is, has always been a very functional product. And I think clearly with the 2010 model, we wanted to make it more aspirational. So we refer to it as a, uh, the new one as a sedan, meaning that you want to be seen in this one. And I don't know if you could say that about previous Tauruses. So what do you do in a design to make it aspirational? Well, I, th I think if you, uh, you start with a clean silhouette uh, and you try to add design features, that just makes sense. Uh, you know, we had to uh, work out a, a new three-bar grille which is the definition of four products within the last four or five years here. And we just wanted to make sure that it was a car that made a statement. And I think if you look at uh, some of the previous Tauruses, they were just practical cars that kind of fit everyday life and they were, and they were home runs in terms of just relating to Joe Public. But we wanted to make sure that Joe Public looked good too. Uh, and so we wanted to turn up some of the aspirational aspects of the car. Lon, let's talk about the interior because, you know, one of the big wraps on the big three, Ford included, of late has been cheap interiors. This interior doesn't look cheap on this car. No, it, it doesn't look cheap because it's not cheap. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's, uh, there's a huge amount of effort that went into it. Well, what we realize at Ford is we've got to, we've got to create exciting products that people really want. Yeah. So, uh, like Earl was saying, it's not just about 
uh, a, com a competent product. It's yeah. a product that creates a desire. I don't, just don't need this car, I want this car. So with the interior design, like, like the exterior, the exterior's gotta get you excited, oh, yeah. but if the interior doesn't deliver, the product falls flat. That's true. So we realize that now, uh, and uh, with that in mind, the interior was designed to be uh, a holistically sculpted interior. In the past, what we've done a lot of times is we've created the instrument panel, the console, the door panels, they're all sort of separate parts assembled together, and it looks like an assembly of parts instead of a sculpted environment. And, and the customer needed to feel comfortable uh, but also we created a, a very cockpit-like feel. Oh, yeah. So it's not just about uh, I have to move my family. While I'm doing it, I want to feel a sense of excitement and, and uh, a sense of uh, uh, almost sportiness behind the wheel. And that's one of the things we created with the interior. Yeah, and I, I want to get into more of the details on <laughs> yeah. that too. But, but Mike, I wanted to ask you about this thing. I mean, here's a car that's clearly bigger than other Tauruses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, it's going to be a higher price too because Ford's making this a flagship sedan. Explain some of the rationale behind that of, of making this a flagship uh, sedan for the Ford yeah. brand. When we started, we really wanted to make a car that people were excited about. And we had a great brand name. Taurus is one of the best known brands in the marketplace. But to make it desirable in today's market, we needed to make it a me car, as Earl yeah. said. Today, our Taurus is a we car. We go to trips, we go on right. vacation. We wanted to target it at a customer that really thought of it as their own personal car. And there's so many people that like a larger car. They may be coming out of SUVs, they may be moving up, they need some extra room, maybe they have a family or clients. They want a car though, that when they get in it and they drive home, it makes them feel good. And it starts with the design, and these guys have done a great job with the design. Is there a danger though that the loyal Taurus buyer comes to the showroom and goes, oh my gosh, this is way bigger than my old Taurus, and oh my gosh, it, it's a lot more money than my old one too. Yeah, if you go back in time, the original Taurus is about the same size as today's Ford Fusion. Yes. So in that class of vehicle. And as we went to the new Taurus today, it's about the same size as the Taurus that it's replacing. The difference is, is the design elements make it more stunning as it goes down the road. So it's not actually bigger than the car we've been selling over the last few years. Mm -hmm. It's just bigger than the cars that people remember from the 80s and 90s. And in that case, there is a market for D cars and full-size sedans. And when we do create something new in this segment, people come in from all over to buy them. Mm -hmm. And Earl, what is it that gives the car its presence? I mean, from a, a design standpoint, yeah. every car's got four doors or two doors or doors and four wheels and a grill and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. what is it that you go, wow, that car's got presence well, to it? Well, I think you can clearly see that we spend a ton of time working on the proportions. You can clearly see that the wheels are placed in the right locations. You can clearly see that the overhangs and all those things have been looked at. Uh, trust me, I have the hair loss to prove it. Uh, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, from, but looking at the details, and we talked a little bit about the three-bar grill, but if you look at the details and the headlamps and you look at the auxiliary lamp and you look at all these wonderful details on the car, but then the line play, the line work that's on the car kind of all brings it together. So that's what I believe we've done with the Taurus. We just kind of made a complete package uh, that, that's impressive. But it, it's a powerful looking car. It's a strong looking car. That's got to be something that you really wanted this thing to look like. Well, I, I think that whole statement about it being powerful is kind of set up between the fender and the hood. Uh, and if you look at the power dome uh, that we have on the car as well, uh, really on the hood, on the hood, really just kind of evokes that there's something that lives within that hood, you know, lives within the, uh, that engine bay. Uh, and so we were trying to make sure that all these beautiful sculpted lines just kind of, you know, just kind of work together. Uh, and I think we've done that. And I think that, uh, you know, people are going to be pleasantly surprised when they see this 2010 Ford Taurus. And, and Lon, let's get into some of the details on the interior because it looks good not just because some money was spent on putting nicer materials in there. It's yeah. how those materials were used that 
that really, I think, give the, the interior the look that it's got. Yeah, there, there are some real leaps in, in technology and in manufacturing technologies, actually, that enabled us to get to the sculpted interior that we have. Uh, the first thing you notice when you open the door is the way the center console flows into the, into the instrument panel. And uh, the center console, the, the center stack where the audio and HVAC controls is leaned back at 37 degrees, which is further than, we, than we've leaned anything back before, and it gives you that really nice S-curve flow. In order to do that, there, had, there were some engineering challenges that came with it. And, uh, and the company took a look at the clay models. We actually had Mark Fields, who was our, our North American president in the, in the uh, studio, and he looked at it and wanted that look. And in order to achieve that, the engineers made it happen and worked with us. But the other thing is the, the console is actually constructed in the vehicle, and by doing that, we get craftsmanship improvements. There's no gap or parting line between oh, yeah. the console mm -hmm. and the instrument panel. So that helps with that flow as well. Uh, the other big story that, that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention is the door panels, which is probably <laughs> one of the things you're referring to. And uh, we use a spray polyurethane technology with the door panels. And uh, we actually hand-wrapped initially in the, in, the, in the development process, we hand-wrapped each door individually in leather with all the stitching and, and all of the, the wrinkles and, and stretch marks that you get out of a real handcrafted leather product. Mm -hmm. And then we cast that. So that leather surface that we created in the trim shop at Ford winds up in the door panel of every Ford pro of every Ford Taurus that's on. And that's sort of some of the manufacturing and technology that's the we're manufacturing talking. Manufacturing technology, yeah. We use a, a spray polyurethane process, so it's a soft, uh, it's a soft door panel. It's a soft uh, skin over foam, but it it replicates a real handcrafted leather part, uh, which is. We believe we're not we're not necessarily the first ones that did it, but I think we've done it in a way that no one else has, and it yeah. creates a sense of hand craftsmanship in the Taurus interior and a sense of attention to detail that you wouldn't normally find in a class of vehicle like this or at this price point. See, I love it when I hear designers talking about manufacturing technology. That's not very common. Usually, it's a war between manufacturing and design. Well, it's one Ford now, so we're all working together all to try to produce the best product. Yeah, or else. Mike, how are you going to sell this car or, or, or market it to people? I mean, what's the story that Taurus tells in your marketing campaign? Well, we're going to focus around the design. When people see the car, when we've had it out at auto shows or research, they go, wow. And then they go, wow, that's the new Taurus. They're kind of yeah. taken back by it. So that surprise element of the new Taurus design, both interior and exterior, is going to be the first thing we're going to focus on. We're going to capture people's imagination. We're going to pull them into the product. And they're going to fall in love with the design. And then the second part we're going to communicate is in the technologies. This product will have more technologies than any product we've offered in our history. And it'll have many first-to-market technologies. Give us a few examples, because uh, I, I was surprised to see some of the things that are on the list. Well, clearly, in this class, we have 10 class exclusive. One of them is my favorite we were talking about before we came on was adaptive cruise control. Oh, yeah. And that's the ability to set your cruise control, and through radar in the front of the vehicle, it'll modulate the distance of the car in front of you, and then brake or accelerate to keep the preset distances. So you're driving down the freeway, you set your cruise control at 70, a car pulls in front of you, the car automatically breaks yourself down to maintain that cushion, that air pocket between you and the car in front of you. This is fabulous technology, a little scary at first to try, but once you do, it is really great. And Taurus is the only one in class to have it. In its class, that's a key thing. The, the technology's been out, but you're the first to bring yeah, it into you'll that You'll find price many of these car. technologies we talk about are available in very expensive luxury cars, yep. but not really in this kind of class of car. Another one that we love is blind spot information system. Radar in the rear of the vehicle tell you when there's somebody in their blind spot. A light comes up on your mirror, and you know 
there's somebody back there that you can turn and look. You know, how many times have you turned and, and, and there's somebody right there. Do, do I remember right, heated and cooled seats? Heated and cooled front seats, absolutely, and heated rear seats available. And again, rear seat heating, not very common in this class this of This class of vehicles. You've seen it in luxury vehicles over time. We have it on the Lincoln MKS, but you haven't seen it in this one. Another one that I think is just great is, uh, is multi-contoured seats. And this is an industry exclusive the back of the seat and the lower cushion of the seat, you click a button and there's air pockets that gently um, inflate and deflate both back and rear. And it's not to stimulate, it's to keep the pressure points off you so when you get there you're more relaxed and more alert. So what's the base price of the car and, and fully loaded? What would well, it go well, up to? I think that's an exciting part of it. We got the same carryover price as the outgoing model, $26,995 for the SC. So exactly the same price, starting price. Now because of the technologies and the addition of a new line, the tour show we're bringing back, which is a model that we had, right. as you know, in the 80s and 90s, uh, it'll go to probably the low 40s, you know, with the uh, the tour show with the, the 365 horsepower EcoBoost engine. Yeah. yeah. And Earl, talk a little bit about designing the show. How do you separate the show from the other? Well, it, and one of the, the greatest things about the show was that it was considered a sleeper, uh, which meant that it caught some muscle cars by and by surprise when it drove up to and got to the light. But when you're designing uh, the show, which is a, uh, a fan favorite, you just have to make sure that the details are, in a, or, or, are done in such a way that those who know realize that it's a show. And, and maybe some of those other people probably just, you know, uh, probably get confused that it's just a regular uh, tourist. And that's kind of probably uh, some of the lore that's behind it. So uh, what we did with it, of course, was do subtle details. You know, we had luster nickel appointments all around the car, speaking to the color of the wheels, the color of the auxiliary lamps, and then also we have uh, discrete show badges that are on uh, the C-pillar applique. So, so my job was pretty easy with that. Just make sure you enhance the car, you know, put the, the appropriate wheels on it, right, uh, in terms of 20-inch wheels, uh, and just make sure that those details resonate uh, and those who know will recognize it for a show. But you, you liked keeping this idea of it being a little bit of a sleeper. I, I think so. Uh, but uh, those who know also will recognize that there's true dual exhaust <laughs> on the show. And then as uh, Mike alluded to, uh, the EcoBoost engine that has the 365 horses, you know, uh, those are the kind of things that we want people uh, to understand. And those who know about the show uh, will realize that it has it. When we were planning the show, we brought in the show enthusiast club. Oh, yeah. And they're mm -hmm. very passionate owners. We brought them and said, what do you think? What should we do with this product? And they gave us a lot of uh, feedback. The performance of the vehicle, yeah. the naming of the vehicle, what we should call the vehicle, and they were clear that they wanted it to be stealth. Yes. Kind of a sleeper car, yes. so they could creep up on those, uh, and, you know. In, in fact, to allude a little bit uh, to what Mike's saying, you know, I wanted to put, you know, no fascia on it and, and big stripes on it. But uh, one of the guys told me that, that means that the cops just notice you faster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sooner. So you know, we don't, you need, all, faster, we don't right? need all that paraphernalia. Yeah. You just want to make sure the appointments are right. As designers, we always have to temper our, our desire to, to design or, or sometimes go overboard. We had to recognize that, as Earl said, uh, the car wasn't a Mustang. It's not a Mustang. GT. No. It's a much more sophisticated product and, and Taurus as a whole is, is more sophisticated than, than where it was. So particularly with the interior we also did some upgrades. Uh, we did take some of the real metal uh, uh, finish panels that we, we use in other uh, sporting products and that's in an SHO and that's an exclusive. So there's real metal on the instrument panel and there's some unique finishes. But one of the really cool things that we did with SHO is it has 
what we call Miko suede is a material we use on the seats. Yeah. What's and, that? Miko Miko suede. <laughs> okay, that's and a new one on me. Material. It's like a microfiber material, yeah. and it holds you. It grips you, and you, it holds you in the seat really nicely. Uh, the other really cool thing about it is it's 100% recycled material. It's yeah. uh, bottle caps. So it's it's not only is it sporting, not only is it sporting yeah. and it and it and it's functional and it looks good and feels good and it's very soft to touch, but it's also very uh, eco-friendly. Very interesting, mm -hmm. Mike. Talk a little bit about your advertising. When, when does it break? Uh, what kind of media you're going to use? Well, we'll we'll start telling customers about it here in the later part of the summer. And uh, we haven't got the official launch date where we're going to start the advertising. We want some inventory to get built in the dealer inventory before we get it out there. But you'll see us uh, continue with uh, the concepts that we've been on the marketplace today with uh, built around Drive One, and we'll yeah. focus on the exteriors I talked about. But we'll be in all the channels of communication. We've got a great digital campaign that we'll put in the marketplace that really will challenge people's perception of what a Taurus is all about and take on some of the competitors with some of the technology we put in the vehicle. And mm -hmm. car to car. Car comparison kind of stuff? Yeah, car to car comparison on the web. Not so much on the TV, but we think the web is the appropriate place to do some car to car comparison and really change people's perception because the challenge we have with Taurus is introducing this new Taurus because people know what a Taurus is and then really changing the perception. And that's why the designs and the technologies and the powertrains were so important is to really show that Ford is serious about the car. And that's why we call it a flagship. Oh, yeah. It's a flagship because we want to demonstrate what Ford can do today in the car business. Because as you know, we're getting into the car business with the Fusion is winning a lot of awards, the Hybrid's doing very well, we got the Fiesta coming, our focus is doing well in the marketplace, the new Taurus, we introduced a new Mustang, so Ford is serious about cars, and by making it the flagship, we're gonna treat it like a flagship car, where people are gonna see it as really the top of the line for us. You mentioned changing perception. To me, that is the biggest problem that Detroit in general faces. Yeah. It's not so much even a, uh, a quality problem or a product problem. Yeah. I think great strides have been made in that regard. It's a perception problem. How do you use this car to change people's perception about the Ford brand? Well, I, I think it starts with the momentum that I believe the company has in the marketplace today. You know, because we're in a, sl a slightly different place than our competitors are. And it started with having a plan several years ago, taking the necessary actions, and staying committed to the right kind of products in the marketplace. So we've got a plethora of products coming out, one right after another, that have been invested in because we were fortunate enough to go out in the markets and get some money. And that positive buzz in the marketplace is going to help us launch this product. So having the positive buzz without the products wouldn't mean a lot. But now that we've got the products, people are beginning to look at Ford differently, mm -hmm. and we're getting customers back that had left us. And what's interesting from our data is it's the people that left us for imports. Mm -hmm. Not so much for our domestic competitors at this point there. We see them more sitting on the sidelines waiting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah. But what we see is the import customers saying, hmm, let me take another look at Ford. And products like the Taurus are important for us to demonstrate to say, not because that has a certain mindset to them. And so this will change their perception. They'll say, oh, wow, Ford has changed, and look at the Taurus, that's a big change. The, from the rear end, it, it doesn't look like anything I see out there. Ta talk a little bit about some of the details in the, in the rear end of the car. Too. Well, I, I think if, if, John, you remember uh, the concept car we had a number of years ago called the Interceptor. Uh, it takes cues from that, but if you squint, uh, maybe in, uh, you know, squint a little bit and take a, uh, a detailed look at it. It also has remnants of the uh, second generation Taurus as well. Uh, we have a red land with a white feel in terms of the exterior tail lamps, but if you look at just how graceful, you know, the chrome relates to, you know, uh, the connector between the two tail lamps, you know, and just, just the carefulness of the subtlety in section and subtlety of um, 
offset between deck and bumper. I mean, the car is just beautiful, uh, and a lot of time was spent on that, trying to make sure that it reads as being classy, uh, and, and I think we've done that. See, I'm going to have to go back and look at it again now that you mention it because I didn't see the old Taurus in there. And, and talk a little bit about that, of how much a design should evolve so the public knows what it's looking at. Yeah. And, and when do you just say, no, boom, we've got to do something totally different. Now, now, remember, you know, Taurus was a former world champion. I mean, it was a best-selling car for a long time there. So there was something that we've, we did right then uh, that we do need to recapture. Uh, and I think if you look at uh, the silhouette and you look at... Um, you know, some of the details on the car, you will see remnants of the old Taurus. I, I wouldn't say that it's uh, retro by any means, mm -hmm. but I would say that it's learning from uh, the success stories that we've had in the past. So it's all about the details. It's all about how, you know, we, we've played with the proportions, but it's still remembering, you know, who you really are. And, and that's what we tried to do with the exterior. Lon, when you approach the interior of a car to design it and they tell you, hey, this is going to be the flagship of the company. Do, does that change your mindset? Does that uh, drive a, a different design dynamic than it might if you were just doing another interior? Yes, certainly it does. Absolutely. <laughs> no pressure, right? No pressure at all. The, there, there's, yeah, there's, there's a bit of pressure that comes with the Taurus nameplate because it, it is such a, uh, a high-profile product for the company. And, and uh, what we did is we did a lot of sketches early on, and, and we were doing uh, initially a lot of, uh, you know, sedan, quote-unquote, you know, sort of sedan-centric sketches. Yeah. And one of the designers put up a sketch that was very Mustang-like in its, in its approach to the interior with the dual, dual brows, which is, which is what we wound up in the final car. And we looked at that image and we thought, well, maybe it's a bit too much. <laughs> uh, and, and as that stayed on the wall and we continued to do more sketches, we, we began resonating back to that and saying, you know, why not? Why not the soul of a Mustang in, in this product? We, we own that, you know, we call it our DNA, you know, mm -hmm. essentially that surfacing the dual brows. Not only was that in the old Mustangs, but it was also in Thunderbirds of past yeah, yeah. and, Ford and, products, and yeah. other, other Ford products as well. So uh, we picked up on that, and, but we do it in, in Taurus. We sculpt it in a much more sophisticated manner. Uh, the surfaces are handled a, bit, handled a bit more brutal in a Mustang because it's that kind of muscular Macho, vehicle. Uh -huh. This vehicle needed to be a little bit more sophisticated. So we picked up on that theme and created that sportiness. And, and also the, this console again flowing in the height of the console creates that cockpit oh, feeling. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it allowed us to get to that sporty uh, interior that, that we really wanted to have to excite customers. That's interesting what you're saying. You know, uh, DNA of the Mustang a bit in there, the, the flowingness, the sportiness. That's not words I would think with a flagship <laughs> sedan. Yeah, well, it needed to be exciting. And, yeah. and I, again, we keep coming back to that. And what, what makes it exciting? Well, you know, features and technologies, materials and quality craftsmanship. But the design has, has got to be right. Even yeah. most retailers realize now that the good design shouldn't be exclusive. Right. In other words, you shouldn't have to go to a to a really high price product to get good design. It should just be there in, in, in the basic makeup of the product. So one of the really great things about Taurus is the 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 sculpted and the sensational design that's both on the interior and exterior are there in every level of product. That's right. Uh, you get different appointments, different detailing, uh, but that uh, approach to quality and craftsmanship is there and that sense of sculptedness and, and is there in every product. We're going to have to wrap this conversation up, but I know we got more to talk about on this, Taurus. Yeah, we're going to leave these cameras rolling, but for the broadcast part of this, I want to thank Lon uh, Zayback from the interior design part of Ford, Earl Lucas, who did the exterior, yes, and Mike Crowley, who's handling all the marketing. And I'll be back in a moment with some closing thoughts.
As I mentioned, we're going to run the cameras and continue the conversation about Ford's new flagship sedan, the new Taurus. And you can catch that right now at our website, AutolineDetroit.tv. And if you need more than a weekly dose of industry information, check out AutolineDaily.com. It's a six-minute daily webcast of what's going on in the global automotive industry. Then on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., it's time for AutoLine After Hours, the first live webcast dedicated to the automotive industry. Join me and Peter DeLorenzo, the publisher of AutoExtremist.com, for the most unlikely show about the auto industry. Our next guest will be Kurt Ritter, who spent a long career at GM before heading to Saatchi, L.A., where he handles all of Toyota's advertising. But that wraps up this show. For all of us here at AutoLine Detroit, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.